Welcome to LAPUX Lessons. This podcast is a growing collection of conversations with thought leaders in the online professional development space. Here at LAPU, our award-winning team strives to create world-class online learning experiences that put humanity back into learning. Join us on our journey to innovate in the online classroom and show the world what learning feels like. Hello, this is George Hanshaw, the Director of E-Learning Operations, and I am here with my colleague and professor, Shannon Hunt, who's one of our psychology professors. And the term self-care has been coming up a lot, especially since the pandemic has happened. It's, it's always been needed, but it's received a lot more attention in the news and everywhere else. And we hear this term a lot. So Shannon, can you introduce yourself and then let us know what is self-care? Sure. Hi, George. Thank you so much for inviting me to chat with you today about self-care. It's such a critical topic, so I'm glad that we're taking the time to really address this together. Again, I'm Shannon Hunt. I am um, a professor here at LAPU and lead faculty of the Applied Psychology Department, so love speaking with you on this topic. Evidently, it's something that's very relevant in our field, but as you mentioned, George, it's, it's very prominent concept in our world today, um, which is great that we're getting a more attention associated with self-care. But like you said, I think sometimes there are some misconceptions associated with what self-care actually is. Um, so as we look at what it is and how to define it, obviously we can look at the phrase and that's simply taking care of yourself. However, I think that oftentimes people look at that from a a one-dimensional point of view. They kind of look at a part of their life that they really want to improve upon, and they think that self-care may be associated with something like physical health. So they focus on eating well, sleeping well, and exercise. Those are all great and components of self-care. Or maybe someone really wants to focus on their emotional and psychological health. Those are also components of self-care. But the key, George, I think, is that to make sure when we are defining and looking at self-care, that we look at it from a holistic perspective. Self-care is the intentional approach to taking care of yourself, but not just in one area, but in all areas. Um, I really like to look at it in terms of four areas, the heart, the soul, the mind, and the strength. And I get that specifically from, of course, the greatest commandment, because we're a Christian university, so we use the Bible as a frame of reference. And so I think of love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. So when you think of self-care, from a contextual point of view, um, and we are a Christian and we're trying to love God with all of our heart, all our soul, all our mind, and our strength, well, we need to be filling each of those areas every single day. So when we look at self-care, whether you're a Christian or a non-Christian, we need to look at it holistically, and we need to be focusing, focusing on those four areas every day, heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's a great way to look at it. So if we focus on physical health, going to the gym, running, doing all this good stuff, mm-hmm. I'm still can be out of balance. I can still right. not feel that, that balance in my own life and things can just seem off. Is, right. is that true? Absolutely. Because our systems are all symbiotic, right? So that means they all impact one another. So in order to have 
really healthy well-being, right? In all parts of who we are, we need to be filling each of those areas. And I actually have an activity, George, later that I can walk you and the audience through that's real simple to kind of evaluate where we are at in terms of health and those four components, heart, soul, mind, and strength. And also, you know, I, I work in the field of applied psychology. So for those who want a more psychology focused terminologies, those phrases there, we can think of emotional health, psychological health, physical health and spiritual health. So heart, soul, mind and strength can be translated to those as well. But like you're saying, there is an imbalance if we only focus on one part of our life. And that's why I say that when we think of self-care, it has to be intentional. In fact, I like to think of it as strategic. We need to strategically take care of ourselves um, when we think of self-care. It's not just uh, um, on a whim. Oh, I think I'm going to go for a jog today. That's fantastic. Or, hey, I think I'm going to journal today. This will be good for me. That's great too. But really in order to help ourselves manage our own health, we have to be focusing on all of those areas and have a strategy to help ourselves grow and stay healthy in all those areas. Would you like me to kind of give you some ideas of what that might look like in those four areas? I would love to get some ideas of what that would look yeah. like. Awesome. Is this the exercise you alluded to? Not yet, but I can actually start it now if you want me to. You know what? I, I hear everybody and they want to, they want to take <laughs> they want. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, can I start with one other piece that I think also applies to it? You know, I, I referenced heart, soul, mind, and strength from the passage in Mark where it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength, because that's the greatest commandment. But then he follows with the next greatest commandment, which is to love your neighbor as yourself. And oftentimes people look so much at the front end of that command to love your neighbor, which is extremely important. But when I talk with, with clients and with students and whoever I, I'm speaking to, and we look at the whole phrase, the whole command, love your neighbor as yourself, oftentimes people forget the back end of that statement. So as yourself, so you're supposed to love yourself too. And honestly, if we look at it, I ask people often, if you were to love your friends and family the same way you love yourself, how well would you be loving your friends and family? And I oftentimes get this shocked look like, oh my goodness, because oftentimes we, we treat our loved ones, our friends, our families, our colleagues so much better than we treat ourselves and how we love ourselves. So when we look at both of those commandments, we see, okay, not only am I supposed to be filling myself every day in my heart, soul, mind, and strength and giving that best to God, but also I'm supposed to love myself. And as a reflection of how I love myself, that is how I'm supposed to love my neighbors. What do you think? I like that because that, that makes me look in the mirror and say, Hey, I was doing that as you were speaking and I, not in all aspects. There's a couple aspects that I think it would be right. great, right. but there's a couple of those aspects where it makes me pause and think that if I treated my neighbor, like I, treated myself it might not be that great right right <laughs> and i think amazing how you flip that i i just think it's one of those pieces where we neglect we always think about how we should treat others which is obviously very important that's part of the command there but we have to make sure we're paying attention to the whole thing and make sure that 
out of the overflow of how we love ourselves is how we love others. That's a reflection of how we love others. So, but I can take you to that exercise now, George, that will kind of help us evaluate. Give us a little Let's quiz on, on how well we actually do on filling ourselves and how we're doing with self-care in general. So imagine with me, if you will, imagine four boxes. We've got a heart box, a soul box, a mind box, and a strength box. So imagine just four boxes, okay? And now, once you have that in your mind, or if you have paper on you and you're listening, go ahead and draw out four boxes, a heart box, a soul box, a mind box, and a strength box, okay? And once you have your box drawn, what I want you to do is I want you to imagine your box like a tank, okay? So think about how full your tank is in those areas. So your heart tank, for example, would you mark a line halfway through like, oh, I'm pretty... I'm halfway full on my heart tank. I do pretty good with that. And your soul tank, which, okay, let's go back to defining heart tank. That could be anything about your relationships. It could be about um, ways you uh, help yourself experience contentment, happiness, peace, those type of things. So it really has to do with so many areas of your life. What helps you um, have peace, contentment, happiness, that type of thing. It's relationships. It's maybe taking time to journal. It's taking time for a walk on the beach, whatever it might look like for you. So that's your heart tank. So evaluate for yourself what that looks like for you. How full are you in that tank? So draw a line there for yourself. Now for your soul tank, this can look like anything about your spiritual well-being, um, anything that you do, because everyone has different worldviews and beliefs. So think about what your belief system is and your worldview and how well you take care of your soul, okay? And you want to, again, draw a line in that soul box to identify how full you are there currently. So let's say that maybe I am, I don't know, maybe 40% full. Now go to your mind box, okay? Now this it has to do with maybe your psychological health, it has to do with what you put in your mind, what you think about, what are you filling yourself with every day that you think about? George, let's be honest, a lot of us are looking at social media a lot, we're watching TV a lot. So think about what we're filling our minds with and how, what we're doing to strengthen our mind and our psychological health. So go ahead and draw a line there, see how full you are there. Let's say that I think oh, I'm like 75% uh, full here. Okay. Were you going to ask me a question? I'm well, sorry. I was just going to to break in for a second and mention the social media piece. If nobody's seen Social Dilemma on mm. Netflix, they need mm -hmm. to see it to, to see how social media is designed to feed us exactly what it wants to feed us, not the other way around. So I think that's a huge point because of right. since we're talking about self-care, how the more time people spend on social media, there's a direct correlation to depression. Such a powerful point you made. I just wanted to reiterate on that. I love that. And you know, we've heard about FOMO, fear of missing out. And a lot of that ties to social media too, especially in our younger generations. There's so much that they, they watch what's going on in the world around them and social media, and they have this fear that they're missing out so much, which then leads to different things like potential anxiety, just again, feeling down. So that goes back to that symbiotic relationship between all of our areas, our systems, right? Our heart, soul, mind, and strength, our psychological health, our emotional health, our social health. 
that type of thing. So good point. I'm really glad that you tied that in. I haven't seen that, but I, I will put it on my watch list, George. That's a good one. And the last box is simply that strength box. And that's pretty easy for us. We think about how well we are sleeping. Are we giving ourselves enough sleep and physical activity? Are we taking walks? Are we going to the gym? Are we playing basketball with friends? Are we surfing at the beach? What are we doing with that? And then of course, what you're eating, what you're putting into your body. So give yourself a measurement there to draw a line in that box to see how full you are. So I'm gonna say, oh, I, I'm gonna give myself about a 60% full here. So George, if you're looking at your boxes there, I want everyone to look at their boxes and see how full they are in those four areas. Now here's the kicker, George. This is okay. where we really evaluate how well we're doing with self-care. So the first one I put 50%, it looks like, and soul looks like about 30%. Mine looks like about 75% strength is 60%. I'm just looking at just the lines I randomly put here. Okay. So, but now here is the question, George, to evaluate for yourself and for the audience here, how well we are doing with our own self-care, okay? So look at your tanks, your boxes here. See how full you are. And let me ask you this question. If you were to submit an assignment and you earned a 30% or a 60% or a 50%, George, would you be okay with that grade that you earned? Ouch, that would, that would hurt. Right. So I guess the way you flip that on us is why, why would I accept that for right. myself? Right. Why are we, enough. why are we okay with only giving ourselves 30% effort in one area or 50% effort in one area? We're not effectively taking care of ourselves. We would not be okay with getting a 30% on an assignment. Okay. But yet we seem to be okay with only taking partial care of ourselves. And that I think is where we have come together as a society and we're realizing, okay, we are so depleted because we're not taking care of ourselves and it's impacting us in so many ways, George. So Shannon, let me ask you a question then related to, to the boxes because they were up, down and sideways, nothing mm -hmm. 100%. Mm -hmm. Is it okay since we have the, the four boxes, if one is a little bit extra low, is it okay to momentarily focus or should we keep a constant focus on all four momentarily focus on that one that's way low or how, how do we balance all that? How do we do that in life? That's a great question, George. Um, well, I will say too, everyone is so unique and everyone's situation is so unique. So I don't want to say a one size fits all recipe here. Okay. For self-care. I do think we need to intentionally and strategically be, I'm filling each of these boxes um, daily if we can, but it doesn't have to be something in which we put tons of focus um, on all of them. It could just be, for example, let's say that my strength um, tank is pretty low. I've been studying late at night. You know, it becomes one, two o'clock in the morning. I see the times when students submit their assignments. They are up very late at night or should I say very early in the morning, right? And so it's 2 a.m., they're not getting rest, they are having 
all kinds of fun snacks and caffeine to keep themselves awake. And so they're thinking, okay, my strength tank is about a 15% right now because I'm not sleeping. I am just eating whatever I can to get by. Lots of caffeine, don't have time to exercise. My time is so limited. So in this particular example, I'll say, yes, let's try to find ways to strategically look at the strength box and find ways to enhance that so we're doing more. But here's the caution. We wanna do things one step at a time. We don't wanna do too much at one time because that can then overwhelm us. If we have really high expectations like, oh my goodness, I have done this for box check and I realize I am miserably failing at self-care in all of these areas, I've gotta go gung-ho and I've got to make sure that I am filling each one of these right now and I'm gonna spend a whole day doing this and every day, which is a great, um, direction to head, but we have to make sure that we don't overwhelm ourselves. So I think that a heart, soul, mind, and strength, that could be a little bit like, okay, today I'm going to call a friend because that will fill two of my tanks. It's going to fill my heart tank and my soul tank, because this is also someone who maybe I go to church with and we have such a good friendship and just having a 20 minute conversation just makes, it fills me. We hold each other accountable. We encourage each other. We laugh. So that can fill two tanks there, right? So um, when it comes to mind, our students are, are constantly studying. So they're filling their tanks in that way. But at the same time, again, think about what we're doing with our time. Are we in social media? Are we, again, FOMO, fear of missing out? Are we filling ourselves with worry? Um, and how is stress impacting our thoughts, that type of thing? Um, strength, keep in mind too, let's say that um, someone decides, you know what, I am going to take a walk today. And that can fill more than one box. For example, George, part of my own self-care approach, um, I hike a lot. I love hiking. When I can't get on a mountain to hike, I take walks. But I also do two things for that. It's not just exercise for me. That is my time with God. I listen to worship music. I take time to pray. That is so important to me. It's so rejuvenating, refreshing to me. So I use that to fill multiple tanks. So realize that Whatever your approach, you do want to be strategic to fill yourself in all of these areas. Don't overdo it. Be, do something that really is helpful to you. It's not going to cause more stress. Um, take one step at a time and maybe find things you can do that fill more uh, boxes at once. And that speaks directly to the intentionality that you, that you talked about when we began this discussion. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's great. I'm I love the way of looking at something that's going to fill more than one mm -hmm. because uh, mine, mine can be low at certain instances, just like anybody else. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes we're just focused so much over here that these are getting drained and we don't even know. Right. it. So that was great advice. Thank you for that wonderful yeah. advice and that example of the four boxes. Sure, so sure. now let's finish up our conversation this way. Cause we do have, students listening and everybody on this, I can pretty much guarantee is a lifelong learner. So mm -hmm. how does self-care and being good and intentional at self-care, let's, let's mm -hmm. put it that way. Let's put the intention piece in there. Right. Now, when I ask this question, cause you brought that up on how important it is, how does intentional self-care help us be better learners? Oh, I like that, George. How does intentional self-care make us and lead us to be better learners? That's a great question. I like to use this imagery that I think might be able to describe this even better. 
imagine having a pitcher of water and then let's say we'll have four cups in front of us. And so we have this pitcher of water that's full and we can easily fill these cups in front of us. That's something we do regularly. So let's give some meaning to these things. So let's say that each cup represents one of these areas of our life. One cup is family. One cup is our job. One cup is school. One cup is our other com community commitments, okay? And so as a pitcher, we're filling into each of these areas of our life. We're pouring into these cups with our full pitcher. So we're just gonna keep pouring into our family, into our job, into our education, into our community commitments. But here's the thing, George, if we keep pouring out of our pitcher, but we don't keep filling that pitcher, we can no longer pour into those areas of our life because we're completely depleted. We have to be able to keep filling ourselves or that pitcher in order to pour into the areas of life. And so what happens with our students, they keep pouring out of the once full pitcher into these, into their home, into their education, into their work, into their community commitments. And then they realize I have nothing left to give. There's, there's just nothing. I'm empty. I'm depleted. And so I feeling stress of it. I'm, a, I'm just feeling completely worn out and fatigued. And that's what happens when they are not intentional about their self-care. And George, you know what it's like whenever we are feeling pretty depleted, right? So when we're completely depleted, right, something that seems in real life is really pretty minor it is just almost that breaking point. And we just have this, uh, this reaction that is very emotional. And it's, it's kind of flipping out in that moment because not because our kiddo forgot their lunch, but because we're so depleted, we don't have the resources to manage situations like that, right? Our stress levels are so high and we're so depleted in self-care in those areas that we have no leftover resources to effectively manage situations like that. So that's why those little things can just seem overwhelming. And, and literally, I think we've all seen people snap in public right, right. over something very minor. It's not that minor thing. It's, it's all about that self-care tank. Right. Well, Shannon, thank you so much for sharing those examples and sharing the, the four buckets. I hope everyone does that and is intentional with uh, self-care. I know I'm going to be more intentional after our conversation today. So we appreciate you visiting. Feel free to check out more of the podcast episodes that we have to learn on different subjects. And this is what learning feels like. Thank you for listening to this episode of LAPUX Lessons. We hope you had fun learning something new today. If you did, please take a few minutes to review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. We value your feedback so highly because we are doing this for you. Come connect with us on social media so we can get to know you better. All of our channels are listed in the show description. Before you go, we want to invite you to visit x.lapu.edu to see the courses that our awesome team has created. Check back often as we are always developing new offerings. Or you can subscribe to this podcast where we will announce and feature new courses as they become available. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and remember, this is what learning feels like.